0: Day, everyone, and welcome back to Join the video game and movie podcast. I am Russ, and he is Steve. And Embracer Group owns Middle Earth. In episode 284 today, August 18th, 2022, we are going to be having a little bit of the howdy doody banter back and forthage before going right into our topic of the day, which is Embracer Group. Buys Lord of the Rings. Before we go any further, make sure you throw a whole lot of money at that subscribe button and acquire that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode Joy Joygasm. drops once a week, every week. You should have just said swing your elvish blade at the Ooh. subscribe button. Ooh, I like that, Steve. Huh? <laughs> we should start doing uh, focus groups before yeah. we do this and exchange different types of ideas as mm. to how to very cleverly introduce those different uh, necessary promotional items. A pre-meeting before our meeting. Mm. It's almost like a pre-show to the pre-show prep meeting. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I know it has been a while since we have been able to catch up with each other because there has been just so many different things, items of interest that we have gotten right into, but, uh, hmm. you know, I think it, it uh, has stirred the, the cauldron of curiosity, cauldron of curiosity bleak, 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 as to bleak. what you have been up to uh, over nah. the past several weeks there, Steve. That was me stirring the cauldron. I like that. I was going to dust some spices like in there, that. too. Make mm. you sneeze. Very nice. Where are I? let's see. Uh, well, I'll stick like a big straw in his cauldron and just blow bubbles. <laughs> Stop it. It's rude. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I, I think the last time uh, we actually had a howdy duty time uh-huh. was when I beat the Ring of Elden, the elderly ring. Now, how long ago was that? Rust, it was about a month, I would about say. A about a okay. month ish. About a month ish. Gotcha. So I'll say after that, I went back and played as much as I really could, or I guess that was kind of worth playing of the DLC. Forza on oh. wheels. Excellent. Because at some point, I mean, I, th- I, I basically got to where I think you are, which is you, you get to the last license. It's like the ex- expert level, right? Yes. But there's nothing new to do. It's yeah. They, like, they basically want you to go through and perfect you wanna, all like, of the unlocked yeah, stuff. Which I kind of didn't think that was very fun. I don't know. Well, I think it's a mindset, right? Where as you go through unlocking the various licenses, then you get like all these different new opportunities to race and have these different types Ah. of events that go on that sort of thing. But then once once you get to the expert mode, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, no, we're not going to unlock anything new. We're simply going to just have you, you know, go through and be a OCD perfectionist and and basically get uh, the best you could possibly get full three stars on events, first place Mm -hmm. everywhere. You know, all the good stuff, Steve. So, I, I just didn't do that. Yeah. yeah I right. mean, I, it seems like you did finish it at the end. No, not you, not using Like you. I was going to say, yeah. But, I, like, you know, at, at the uh, when you get the license before the last license, they do kind of show you, like, this kind of celebratory your fireworks and you kind of park and, like, oh, well, that was great. I had a <laughs> fabulous time. Sort of thing. I'm like, okay, I think I'm done. I can go around and do whatever it saw. I just went back to Mexico, back to Mexico, and decided to uh, keep racing there. It's interesting when you go back; just the there is a a notable difference in terms of locale. Obviously, uh, I mean, you have the the plastic orange tracks and stuff, but it is interesting how noticeable there is more of a fantasy element to the Hot Wheels, mm. despite the fact that the 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 main territories are still in that same vein of being in mexico but then you go back to mexico itself and you're like oh wow okay (laughs) this is great i i I still default to the forza horizon 3 hot wheels rosa even after all the play and that's what i'm i still set to where i was which is i'm glad they did it i'm glad they released on next gen i'm glad i played it glad i bought it still defer to uh Forza Horizon 3. They really did a bang-up job on that. That's the one in Australia. That's right. And it's it was so fun <laughs> to be able to go through that. I don't really... I, I mean, honestly, I love them all. I love 3, 4, and 5. I think that they've mm-hmm. just been on this amazing ah, role. yeah. As of uh, late, yes. Late, right. Russ. Enunciate. It's helpful. Mm. Mm. What else have you been doing? Well, I remember uh, progressing through New Game+. Plus. I just of. did the stream last time. New Game Plus of uh, Eldering. Ah. So I'm getting to the parts. Journey numeral dos. Yeah, that's right. And now the enemies are getting harder. That's like right. I found another game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and the enemies have gotten easier. <laughs> <laughs> I got to, uh, I'm like at the... I could put my knee wherever I want. Stop, you know man! What? Spreading I'm under the table. I'm trying to turn or what, just to face you <laughs> and not twist my body that much. Just, just like uh, <laughs> be gumby here. Um, well, you, I, you, you are wearing saying. green. Just saying. I noticed that after I said it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't gonna say anything. Mm-hmm. And then you did. I did. So I'm right at the volcano manor again. Nice. And I defeated the uh, Magma worm, but I I was not taking as much damage off him as I thought I would. Well, the main question, though, is as you've been progressing through this new journey, mm-hmm. have you died at all against these bosses or are you just going through and bulldozing through all of them? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm yeah. I'm just laying waste to them. Yeah. I mean, I really am. Um. And and, and, and it feels good. <laughs> I mean, it really does feel good. I feel like you know. Oh yes, this is. <laughs> you know, as many times I like, died in the game, I'm just like yes. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Come and get me. Y- yeah. The, and then- <laughs> I imagine there is quite the contrast. <laughs> oh, and then they say all the same things to me. Oh, tarnished. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's not afraid anymore. <laughs> but I tell you, hmm. I started uh, increasing my intelligence. Brother. Well, that's good, Steve. And it's good um, to be able to. In- Increase one's intelligence. Mm -hmm. Going to increase my intelligence. I increased it by one. By one. And... (laughs) camera's up there, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Like, which one is it? (laughs) Um, Steve's like, and I increased it by one. (laughs) 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 The camera on my phone. (laughs) Uh, What are you looking at over there? So, um, I, but after I did that, I went back and I thought, okay, I, well, everything I want to use is like with faith or arcane. So mm-hmm, I'm like, well, mm-hmm. can I take that point back? No, I can't. Mm. Terrible. So, um, I think my, my dexterity is at 80 and my strength is at 85 and then my intelligence yes. is about 16. Everything else is not really worth mentioning, Yes, yes. A little, little, uh, little, little low on the totem pole. Yes, yes. Well, apparently it's not causing you any kind of issues, though, considering how not you've yet. been making your way through it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, would you say that you're having as much fun on your second go as the first time? I'm having, I not, yes, I'm having definite fun. There's a, there's, not nearly as much of a sense of like fear, like what's around that corner? Oh, yeah. oh no, you know, <laughs> run away for your life, run away. Uh, <laughs> find a happy, <place>. Fine, <laughs> happy <place. laughs> So, there's not much of that, yeah. Um, but then again, there's like, there's basically, well, I, I, there's little discovery, there still is discovery. I'm finding stuff that I hadn't found the first go through, I'm still can't really use a lot of stuff. I'm finding spells. Some other weapons, um, some ashes of war, that sort of thing. So, I mean, there is new stuff to find. Good! But, uh, I mean, I'm to me, there's not really a whole lot of sense in going through all the catacombs all over again. Yeah, I remember you were saying that before. I just basically want to go farm in a good place again. Get stronger, <laughs> quicker. Take care of the bad guy. I, I want to, like, just purposely do a not good ending. It, you know... Speaking of the catacombs, I remember the first playthrough that you did, you also did not make it a point to like go out and venture and, and discover every type of cave or catacomb or whatever simply because you just felt like it wasn't worth your time. So on and there were there were instances where like, oh, you gotta go through all this scarlet rod or you gotta go through all this poison. And I just didn't really have the life for it, uh, or the health points. The the vigor. The vigor. yes. Uh, And so so much vigor. I just didn't, I don't know, I just kind of didn't really want to do it. Yes. Um, Now I just don't care. (laughs) I don't have anything to to live or die for. I'm (laughs) like, ah, start over. I don't have you know. Yeah. So, plus my health is a lot more than it is now. Sure. But one thing I was not doing last time was I thought that there was like an only uh, a set, like finite little amount of these stone sword keys mm-hmm. and so i'd get to an area where like oh i put a stone sword key in there and i'm like uh-uh. and I'm like <laughs> no like these no. three i'm keeping for something special yeah. towards the end of the game and my and my friends are like no you can buy those you can, you well can. and I, that's what i was about, just about to say was yeah. that i ended up going around to all the different merchants that i had discovered and Buy up all of the swordstone keys that they have because I mean you can accumulate yeah. a pretty big heap of swordstone keys just yeah. from that alone, right? Yeah. So every little place I can use one of those, I'm I'm using it. Oh well, that's good, Steve. But the last thing was that there were places that I found before and forgot to mark them. Like I wanted to go oh. back. I'm like, where and I didn't realize that you could put a like a little place marker on there. I mean, I know you could put like a locator Mm-hmm. Like, pin, yeah, and I just didn't for yeah. whatever reason because, like, if I was looking around and I hear the little compass at the top, then there'd be too many lines. I'm like, I don't even know what all I'm <laughs> <for."> <laughs> that is. Always funny, like, yeah, I, I got a little too overzealous with like putting little like check or I don't even know what they're like, sure. like waypoints, I guess, yeah, pins. Those blue waypoints. And so, yeah, I have the same problem where like I'm looking at my, my compass at the top and there's like all these blue vertical lines. I'm like, I don't know which one I'm going to, <laughs> I'm just trying to go east. <laughs> <laughs> That's only what I got to. Yeah. Man, there's a blue line in the distance over there. Just keep running off a cliff. <laughs> I could just imagine, that like, during the, the creation of the game, like, before they did a lot of QA testing, maybe they had like 20 options for waypoints. And, like, but just it was so chaotic up there. They're like, okay, we've got to put a limit on this. Let's only Man. put like six, uh, which I think was a very good move on that behalf. Yes. I guess, lastly, Russ. Yes. Uh, did I tell you I, I watched The Terminalist? You did. Actually, you have mentioned to me on a couple of occasions yes. that I should start watching that. Is that on Amazon Prime? It is on Prime. Okay. And it is Prime Viewing Material, Russ. I was actually talking to our buddy Billy Bob Tyler, ah, who has also Billy. watched the show, and um, <laughs> and he too. I mean, he, he had nothing but great things to say about it, so... Yes that well, I've heard it from two sources. I have no excuse. I yep. need to check this show out. Check it out, Russ. Put it on the old TV up there. Put it on the old boob tube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, lastly, uh. what did we watch? Oh, I just forgot it. Okay, yes, we watched uh, <laughs> <laughs> we watched Jungle Cruise. Oh, uh, with the, the Dwayne Johnson, yes, and Emily Blunt, right? Yes. Yes. How was it? Not bad. Not bad. It looked yeah, it like was, it was it one was, of those like fun yeah, was just, yeah. romp through for once kind of things. Once. Thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wife had a good time. So that's all that matters. Well, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad, Steve. What about you? I've had a number of things actually I've been looking forward to talking to you about. Yeah, uh, I keep it brief, Russ. Well, no. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, as uh you can all see, we now have our Joygasm Mini Tower flags to provide a little more, you know, showmanship to the studio. So it's a lot of fun, a lot more robust in addition Cheers to the to that. Exactly. Joygasm tumblers, which Steve is slurping at the moment. Ah, <sighs> so that's been a lot of fun. It's a nice color. It is a nice color. It's a a, it's it's kind of funny how mm. they're you know. Surprisingly, our branding colors, <laughs> uh, but one of the other things that's really exciting is that I, I would say about a month ago, I received a new statue from Jane d Studios, <gasps> <gasps> one third scale statue of Catwoman from Batman, the Dark Knight ah, Rises. So I've been waiting on that one it, I, for a while, uh, but it's uh, Anne Hathaway. Hmm. And I will have, you know, out there, as well as you, what, over there. (laughs) Uh, But no, I I actually recently did another out of the box, a Joygasm unboxing out of the box episode number two, which may actually be available on our Joygasm YouTube channel. By the time this episode of Joygasm uh, goes live, Mm. it's going to kind of depend on how much time I have over the the weekend to uh, edit the thing. But... Really, really fun. Just, just a, a little sneak peek of my reaction to it. I mean, it, it looks fantastic. Mm. There were a couple of, of like concerns I had initially because some of the folks on various statue forums that I go on to. Um, they've received their Catwoman, but the head was broken off. Ugh, and right. so that was something that like, I was kind of, oh, man, I hope uh, this doesn't happen to me. Thankfully, it did not. Violent. So I was very relieved and uh, grateful for that. Right. Uh, but at the same time, I just feel so bad for the other collectors. We're like, I mean, these statues are not cheap. And plus it takes forever. I mean, you know, it comes over from um, Korea where they're made. And, you know, the artists over at j Studios, fantastic. It's so crazy to look at their approach to making statues specifically within the portraits, because in the portraits, they make, they make it with medical grade silicone. So it's different than that of polystone in the sense that, you know, a lot of the statues I collect are made of polystone. So it has that hardness, right? You, you, you like feel the head and it's just, it's that hard statue kind of uh, material. Mm. Medical grade silicone is actually flexible. Like if you if you were to like poke Anne Hathaway in the cheek, you'd actually have like give like real skin. Hmm. It's pretty crazy, but anyway, they did a really really nice job, and I definitely encourage all of our viewers out there to check that out because it's a lot of fun. I did some lighting tests with it to see like if I could get some kind of movie esque cinematic lighting going with it, <clears throat> and uh, overall the the detail on it is. Terrific, Steve. Hmm. Did you include a bit of the movie in there like you did with the Joker there was? Well, I'm still editing it. I was ah. I was planning on perhaps putting a little uh, uh-huh. memorable clip from the film, yes, to get people uh. all excited and charged up. Did you like how I did that for the Joker? I did. Mm. I did! Yeah, the very first Joygasm unboxing episode, I did the Heath Ledger mm. Joker, one-third scale from J&D Studios, which, again... Un- They have been hitting it out of the park. It's the craziest thing because this is, the, I think, pretty much the first statue company that, like, when they show you the prototype, Mm -hmm. the production piece is just as good, if not in some ways, maybe even a little better, which is crazy because normally, like, you see the prototype and, like, the prototype is the best it's ever going to get. Like, Mm. when you get to the production piece, you're kind of like, oh, it looks like it's eh, just a little bit... Less in quality as is, is the prototype. Because I mean, the prototype, you have all of your sure star artists working on it. They want to make it as good as possible. It's kind of like when you go to the restaurant and you're like, oh, order this. Look how beautiful <laughs> it is. You're like, I'll take it. And yes. it's like, it's the cook on his worst day. Hey, it's your food. You're like, that doesn't look much like the pink. <laughs> doesn't look like know, the what is I get my money back? No. <laughs> hmm. Guess I'll keep me alive then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, when it comes to Elden Ring, I, as you know, finally beat Elden Ring myself. Mm, I know, Russ. Since we're talking about, like, little sneak peeks and whatnot, we're going to have an upcoming episode of Joygasm where we're going to give our official review of the game. Finally. We did, yes, finally. Even though it's, like, four months later and everyone else has beat the game, this is the reviewer you're going to want to hear. It's true, right? It's very true. Mm. It is true indeed. We did give... An Elden Ring impressions episode. Yeah, that was several months ago, but but that was like when we only put about fifteen hours or something something into the game. Yeah, the very beginning of the game. Yes, so uh, definitely looking forward to that. Looking forward to talking about uh, all aspects of the game with you. We're also hoping that maybe Nick will join us as well. He's also a huge Elden Ring fan. Has also beaten the game, and it'll just be great to have like a round robin style uh, review of that process. Did you question for you? What? Have you seen the movie trailer? Or I guess it's a TV show. I don't think it's a movie. It's it's like on Hulu or something. Hmm. I can't remember what maybe it's Netflix. It's called Blonde or Blondie. I think it's Blonde. But it, it's Anna de Armas as Oh. Um, uh yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. I think I have. Yeah, she she plays Marilyn Monroe. Right. Um, and uh, Adrian Brody's in it too. Like they, they've got some big names in it, but anyway, I haven't seen it yet. I can't remember which platform it's on off the top of my head. I want to say it's Netflix. I want to say it's Netflix too. Um, but what was interesting was like, first of all, like she looks just like Marilyn Monroe, at least from like the movies I've seen or like little clips of her. I've seen that sort of thing. There is one thing, though, that I picked up right away, which is that her Cuban accent really comes through as she's Marilyn Monroe, and I don't think Marilyn Monroe had a Cuban accent. So um, that is something that I was like, oh, yeah. they they probably should have had some uh, um, mm. vocal coaches uh, on set or something to kind of like... Like, she totally had the inflections down, like in terms of like, oh, I'm Marilyn Monroe. I'm so breathy. You know, know, she had that, but the Cuban accent was coming in too. And it's like, oh, I don't think that's 100% accurate. (laughs) There was a movie I watched recently. I didn't really, you know, care that much for it. It was called House of Gucci. Oh, I heard about that. Al Pacino was in it. Okay. But you didn't like it that much. It was okay. It it just kind of left you feeling meh at the end of the movie. So, uh, whatever. Anyway, so uh, what's her face? Is it the singer, the uh, Lady Gaga? Yes, isn't it? She's plays one of the main characters. Yep, and she is Italian, but the dialect that they wanted to use in the movie, she don't get. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and so, like, so she at some point, like certain words she uses, sounds very Italian, like old school Italian, mm-hmm. and then she starts to sound like Russian throughout halfway of the film. You're like, oh. You know what? How does you know? I, I, I don't know. I was seeing some stuff afterward when she was on like talk shows, and she was saying like she was trying to best to use you know coaches and whatnot. But I mean, it definitely sounds Russian. What is this? I'm like, <laughs> you're doing <laughs> a different country or something? I thought we were in Italy. Yeah, no, it's so funny because there have been multiple instances of that throughout the decades yeah. of, of different movie stars who are are doing an accent and. Sometimes it, it just kind of goes in a, a, a different direction. You are like, oh, <laughs> Mel Gibson and Braveheart. Yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, but no. Other than that, I, and, and that's why I just figured I'd ask to know if, because other than the the accent portion, I mean, it, it look the show looks really interesting. I mean, it, the way that they've approached it, it looks like it. It does the whole like you know. What was the the personal life of Marilyn Monroe versus like be, you know being in front of the cameras and what kind of relationships did she have and what drove her to um, you know all of a sudden have her life be ended so soon and that sort of thing so I don't know I I, th- I think it was it was very interesting Lastly though after seeing the teaser announcement trailer for John Wick 4, Mm -hmm. I was totally in the mood to watch John Wick. So I, I ended up watching both John Wick 2 and John Wick 3. But what was funny was that I know I own these films, but I couldn't find them. And so I was kind of playing this whole like, is it on Xbox library? No. Do I have it on 4K DVD? No. Is it on Amazon Prime? No. Like I was having to like go through like all these different platforms Eventually, I ended up remembering that I had John Wick Chapter Three on my iPhone with my iPhone because I have certain movies downloaded to my iPhone from like the uh, the iTunes Store. (laughs) So like that was John Wick Three, and then John Wick Two was what you got me. You bought me that, and so I was able to watch that uh, via DVD and stuff. So it was just really funny. But but what was also equally as just you know annoyingly amusing is the fact that I, I still don't know where I put John Wick 1. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I think I know where it is. Because you showed it to me. I think it's on your Xbox hard drive. Oh, is it? I think it's like on your, not not this one, but like an Xbox. Uh, Xbox One X? One. No, just like, I think just the one. Oh, wow. Because you didn't have your X yet. Well, that's surprising because, I mean, y- typically that's more of a server thing like you you log into your profile it loads all the stuff or okay then it's probably on your uh, your external hard drive I'll have to look again because I did I did look I didn't see it doesn't mean it's not there mm. I may have missed it but uh, but no it was just funny how utterly scattered everything is I just need to get like a nice physical copy of all of them that I can just easily get to you know? it's funny you said that because we wanted to watch John Wick chapter one also really did yeah. you end up watching it? No. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. I think it's actually available on Amazon. But we're like, "Uh, we don't want to pay like 14 bucks this year, so we'll just wait. What are you going to do? One ring to rule them all in the darkness by them? Topic of the day! Our topic of the day is the Embracer group... Parent purchase of Lord of the Rings. You know what you sounded like just then? Who? <clears throat> you sounded like a, a radio DJ when they like try and tell you a bunch of stuff when the songs already starting to play, like right before that, the, the singer starts to say like, okay, let's go. Thanks for listening. Wow. He really got a lot of- I don't understand a word. My timing on that was not my best. Uh, yeah, no, it, it was really funny. You're absolutely right. You, you you listen to those different radio stations and those DJs totally try to like be all like on the, the suave and, just, you know, like they, they'll, they'll start, they'll, they'll keep talking as your song is playing, which is, I find it be annoying anyway. Cause if it's, if it's a song I like, I'm like, dude, stop talking so I can enjoy the song. But they're like, and then, and then it's like literally right up to the point where like the, the musical artist starts to sing, but sometimes, yeah, they, they also miscalculate how much time they have. And then they have to, Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's part of the fun of joygasm, you know And then it sounded like at the end, instead of bind them, it sounded like you said and in the darkness, buy them. That's what I said. Bite B-U-I? Yeah. Steve it Steve was a play on fast. words, Steve, because okay, okay, embracing well, group bought that that Lord of the makes, Rings. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> because you said it so fast. I was like, <laughs> Well, did you want to say this or that? <laughs> this or that? This or that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with <laughs> oh, Whatever. It doesn't matter anyway. Okay, fine. Let's just go with it. Onward. So Lord of the Rings has been in the news quite a bit as of late. And <clears throat> I, I am very surprised by this, to be honest. <clears throat> we have Amazon who have dumped a ton of money into their Lord of the Rings uh, show. That's going to be, is it coming out next month? Yeah. Yeah. And then we also have a game that's coming out by, I want to say, Private Division, which is a developer under 2K Games. And they apparently have been working with Weta Digital on the game itself. Golem. But that game is not based on the film adaptation that Peter Jackson did. This right. is a standalone, like more based on the yeah. books, right? Yeah. So we have those two things going on. And then the news broke today about how Embracer Group, which is this huge company that um, is predominantly in the, the gaming space, apparently they made some sort of big deal to be able to have ownership over any Lord of the Rings video games moving forward, any Lord of the Rings movies moving forward. I'm not exactly 100% if it also includes any merchandise, but I mean, it sounds like they really like purchased the rights to the uh, Lord of the Rings itself. Does that sound accurate to you? So what what it sounded like to me uh, after reading a couple articles um, is that they purchased the rights to mainly like the Lord of the Rings trilogy and The Hobbit. Okay. But that's it. And so it's not like the entire Tolkien story, book, everything, right? It's not, it's not Middle Earth everything. So, like, um, there's a couple books I have in my phone. I have yet to read. Uh Uh-huh. At all. The Sumerian. Okay. Bilbo's Last Song. Yes. And there's a couple others. I can't remember what they are. Uh Uh-huh. but all that stuff, which is basically explaining like what the narrator says, like in the beginning of The Hobbit with the dwarves or in the beginning of Fellowship of the Ring with the war and the forging of the ring. Okay. All that stuff is happening in the other books. The other books. So it sounds like from the article that they are saying they are buying the rights to basically what the what the movies made. So Lord of the Rings, are you sure? That's what it said. It's buying the, the rights to The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, and that was it. But was it only the films that have already been made, or was it more about like the the IP itself no, for the, it's, to allow it's, them to make new games, new it's the movies? IP. The IP, okay, the IP. yeah. So it's a general IP. So right. it's not like they they're bound by having to stay within the confines of like what Peter Jackson made. Correct. It just gives them like this huge. control over all this stuff. I guess a question I have, and I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I'll ask anyway, is what does that mean in terms of moving forward? Because you have the Tolkien estate Mm. that I mean, I would assume I hate to assume, but in this case I will, Mm. that they still have like some sort of ownership over the, the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, that sort of thing, but I don't know, based off the limited art articles that we have been able to read, I don't think they really define that necessarily. I mean, did you see anything about not, that? Not yet in the article. So, what the articles were saying is that um, the, the IP rights were basically sold to a different movie company, uh, started with a Z. I don't know. Anyway, so, and that's when Peter Jackson was able to make all his film adaptations of you know the hobbit and lord of the rings and then that's what embracer group bought is the ip rights from this other film company Mm -hmm. but i don't but the question is is um you know did the 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 tolkien estate first sell all that ip stuff to uh (laughs) the first movie company because if they did i mean that's quite a bit but i mean we yeah we got quite good movies out of it but um that's quite a a sell-off yeah, no, and see that that's what I'm trying to to ultimately figure out. Hmm. Just because, I mean, it doesn't seem to really make a whole lot of sense. Like, right, right. why they would do that. Hmm. So, like, you know, if we if we look at like well, some of these articles. So this is on IGN. They talk about Lord of the Rings new owners are already talking about Gandalf and Aragorn spinoff movies. So it's interesting that they say Lord of the Rings new owners. Uh, if you go down a ways. Uh, only have only just been purchased by colossal holdings company, Embracer Group, but the company is already taking about spin, uh, or talking about spinoff films. Let's see, so which I is kind of odd because if it's a spinoff film, okay, yeah, it's in the Middle Earth universe, I guess if you want to call it that, but it's not necessarily, and you and the characters are from that same er, you know arena, but it's not exactly. Stemming from any part of the story. It's like almost if you want to call it Marvel saying, hey, we wanna our, our uh, another movie company saying, hey, we wanna create our own Spider-Man story. Uh-huh. We're gonna use Spider-Man, but this has nothing to do with the comics like whatsoever. And see, that tends to be more of a licensing deal where like, you know, the, the movie studios have the the licensing rights to basically, you know, so many years you can make a Spider-Man movie, like to your point. But I'm trying to figure out like what all this stuff is because like it says here, Embracer's acquisition of Middle Earth Enterprises, which is interesting. They say, the acquisition of Middle Earth Enterprises. Are you familiar with? I mean, that sounds. Whoop, excuse me, that sounds uh, pretty interesting right here. Um gives it the worldwide rights to motion pictures, video games, board games, merchandising, there you go, theme parks and stage productions relating to the literary works of J.R.R. Tolkien. The majority of Lord of the Rings media to be released in in the last few decades ultimately came from these rights previously owned by the Saul Zaints company. That's what I was trying to remember, yeah, Zaints. Which I've I've never heard of that company either, but apparently they were the the ones that um own this this property through licensing deals that resulted in the likes of Peter Jackson's film trilogies various Lord of the Rings video games and more so yeah i guess i'm still trying to figure out like like what is the significance between this because you have this company that may or may not be affiliated directly with the Tolkien estate or maybe the Tolkien estate is a separate independent entity altogether um Again, this is, as an outsider, I just don't have a ton of information. But it says, while the company, therefore, is the sole authority regarding potential movies based on Gandalf, Aragorn, and so on, the new projects would likely be fresh takes that aren't necessarily related to the characters or actors featured in the film trilogies. This is akin to the upcoming video game, The Lord of the Rings Gollum, which features the familiar characters, but as a version apparently based directly on the book's lore and not the movie interpretation. So um which is I think it's probably a good thing. I mean, you want your movie interpretation from Jackson just to stay by itself. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be like, okay, we're going to try our best to create an Andy Circus Golem and have it in the video game and it's not going to be Andy Circus. You know, I mean, I think they were try like for example, I think they tried something similar with the uh, the Squares uh uh Marvel game or or, or um The Avengers game that they had. We're like, okay, we're not going to have, you know, we're going to create our own Tony Stark, but it was too much like the Tony Stark that we saw in the movies. So we're like, okay, well, you don't have Robert Downey Jr. You have someone else trying to be Robert Downey Jr. Right. Playing Iron Man. It just didn't fit, like, whatsoever. And so if they have their own adaptation, well, great, because we've read the stories. I mean, in my imagination, I didn't necessarily hear Gandalf or G- Gandalf Gollum uh, <laughs> 2 completely different characters, uh, you know, maybe look that way or talk that way. And so, I mean, my imagination of him might've been different than your imagination from him. Yeah. And also maybe Tolkien imagined him different than I imagined, you know, so you never know, but I think that's, that's fine and fresh to, to create something that they think the books wanted to say and not the movies. You know, it's interesting when I think about the efforts that Peter Jackson did with the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit trilogy in the sense that his vision was so well-defined and has been celebrated for the last, you know, 20-plus years. And so my mind instantly goes to that of what we've discussed with Marvel in in the same way, where, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been in existence now for quite some time. It's been around, I want to say, for... 12 years, 12, 13 years, something like that. I can't remember precisely what it is, but there have been so many movies that have come out and they've done such a good job of, of weaving this very nice ecosystem that it's difficult for someone like myself to see someone else play these roles. Like if they were to do like a hard reset and bring back like, like to your point, folks like Iron Man or Captain America, I don't know. Like I think there would need to be a certain amount of time to pass before approaching that just because in my mind, like Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man, right? Chris Evans is Captain America. So I don't know, like to to see that is going to be kind of interesting. Going back to Lord of the Rings though, it is interesting how once again, like there, for some reason there's just this, Really huge investment, and I, and I understand. I mean, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan myself, I love the movies. Mm. I have not read the books yet, though. I still need to read the books, but um, right. it's interesting to me how there's just this all, all of a sudden, like, like, there's this flux of very interested uh parties that are wanting to, to create Lord of the Rings stuff. Do you think that you would have a problem, like, for instance, like in Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings? You know, Andy Serkis did such... Granted, we don't see Andy Serkis himself, but we see his motion-captured performances and his voice, you know, that sort of thing. Do you, would you have trouble seeing a different depiction of Gollum? Or would that be more of, of a passable thing for you as opposed to, like, seeing someone other than, I don't know, like Liv Tyler be Aowen or so on and so forth? You know, as long as they're, like, respectful to the books and the lore and everything I would be fine with a fresh approach I, it would be I think I, I'd have to really remind myself to disconnect from what I've seen in the movies mm-hmm. um, because if the standard is there and I'm expecting them to sound this way and they may not necessarily sound that way then you know I don't want to base it basically on someone else's vision of of the story yeah. so uh, but I I would still be okay with it I mean there's plenty of great actors out there and there's plenty of great directors who i think are would would be respectful so that's the difference between i think the rings of power is that they're trying to say okay we are going to take the story and we are going to modernize it Mm -hmm. and that's what i don't want like i don't need a modern version of tolkien tolkien is great the way it is and i don't need anybody like taking their version of it and just trying to make a buck right so that's why that's that's on the outs with me but um I'm I'm definitely open to, to to revisit some you know more Middle Earth. Well, that's cool. And play some more games. I mean, that's I'm I, Like I said, doesn't have to be necessarily a masterpiece as long as they're respectful. That's that's like my bottom line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keyed on the video gaming side of things because the games that have come out up to this point with Lord of the Rings, there have been some decent ones but overall I have yet to actually see like a definitive right. Lord of the Rings game. Like, you know, you play that. I mean, imagine like Elden Ring, but it's Lord of the Rings, something like that. You're like, <gasps> <gasps> like I mean, it would just be insane. But yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward to that just because Embracer group now has so many game developers within its umbrella that, um, I mean, recently they acquired several um, companies like Square Enix and whatnot, or I should say from Square Enix, they, they uh, acquired like Crystal Dynamics and, and some others. So their, their, their stable continues to grow with all these different developers, and especially when they are able to get the Lord of the Rings license. It does make me wonder. I mean, I'm very excited to, to think about, okay, what could they possibly make you know whether it's like an action adventure title, like maybe like Horizon Forbidden West, that kind of thing. Where imagine you're like Vigo Mortensen's character, your Aragorn or your Legolas or whatever. Um, you know, have a God of War type of uh, engagement, or maybe it's an RPG. Maybe like you know you have some kind of um, you know merry band, so to speak, where you're going through the storyline and you have those. There was a game that I had played several years ago. I want to say EA Games Made. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah. It was like a like a defense strategy game or something. It was kind of sort of in the same vein as like a StarCraft or a WarCraft game. But at least the one I'm thinking of where like it was kind of that, that isometric view and like you had to get through all these different like narrative driven missions. But what are you thinking of? Uh, it was more of an action. I mean, maybe an action RPG, but you would take the you take the role of almost everybody. I mean, you could take the role of, like you are saying, you, I mean, even Sam and Frodo you can take the role of. And they had different swords you can get or different, you know, um, I think cloaks you could get just by, you know, getting a certain amount of points that you can unlock. You know, was it Easter third rings. person or was it oh, like isometric on what I'm talking about? It was third person. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I saw that game. Did you like it? It was fun. It wasn't great. Like, yeah. there were, you know, you could tell that maybe if they had some other people who were really into it in the, you know, testing phase, that they would have maybe brought some more stuff to light because uh, I, mean, I remember playing some certain bosses, and as soon as the boss did like an animation, like he was going to grab you, your characters went like, like this, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I'm trying to move. I have a couple seconds I can move. Let's just do something, and the character would just like stand there and wiggle like that. And then, of course, you get grabbed and squeezed or punched or whatever it was. I'm like, they gonna do. You know Great. what would be awesome would be to have okay, like do like a third person action RPG, but have it be like four player co op or six player co op. Basically, like how many characters are in the fellowship? Like that's how many people right. could be co op. That would be pretty sweet. Going through the whole game like that. You have a Gimli, mm-hmm. an Aragorn, Legolas, and maybe you me Gandalf. Mm-hmm. And Frodo. And you have Frodo. Well, you I mean, same white game G? I don't know, but you well, maybe. Oh, I mean, you have three. Well, po- they could all have their own abilities, right? Yeah, three, four people playing hobbits. I don't
1: know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if that would be necessarily (laughs) as fun. This
0: will be the death of the hobbits! Like, you just hear that, like, on that... that, that, That's it. Boromir? (laughs) Boromir, right. Um, Yes. Yeah, so... So Group of them, you know. Maybe unlock some of the more powerful characters. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I would be excited to see something like that. And Mm. as I think about where... next gen hardware is in relation to even like unreal five unreal engine five there's just a so much possibility that that could be had within realizing that you know going back to elden ring real briefly sure there is the the halig tree Mm. where i'm walking through which is that you know that has like all those different buildings that are within that massive tree Mm. It does kind of remind me a little bit of some of the structures from Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, which I, I mean, I just was marveling over how that looked. I was thinking, my goodness, imagine just having like a, a Lord of the Rings game that was similar to, to a game like this. That would just be, instead of the Lands Between, you'd have Middle Earth. That's right. Uh, does that make you excited, Steve? It makes the, my palms sweat, the Possibilities. Possibilities. Make your sweats Sweat, Steve. Sweat's so nice. Is there any kind of merchandise or, you know, there was quite a a comprehensive list there of things that that would enable them to make all kinds of different Lord of the Rings oriented products. Is there something else besides movies and games that caught your eye? No. No, you're just predominantly... Games, and movies. You know what I like though Russ? this is absolutely nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have my own, like glass shelf display of like all the weapons from all the, the weapons. Yeah. Would you want them to be nice and sharp and real, or just uh, little replicas? Little replicas, I want like. Full scale replicas. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be like, oh, this thing's made out of cast iron. Oh, it's so heavy. Well, I, uh, what would you prefer? But, what like a museum kind of piece, museum like something piece. that looks yeah. very. That's so nice. But I'm still a little hazy on what you would prefer. Like, would you want like a one to one scale replica that actually yes. is made of? metal and wood sure. and who knows what do they yeah. do. Like, would you want sting to glow whenever orcs are close? I don't know if they can do that without just making a plastic resin.
1: <laughs> but that would be cool.
0: Don't doubt them, Steve. You never know. That'd be cool. Nerds have this thing where where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And believe me, there is a whole lot of will when it comes to Lord of the Rings. So will... Of the Wisps. Mm. Mm. Yes. Indeed. I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't have anything to do with that. It's, it's okay, Steve. I appreciate it nonetheless. Did you have any concluding thoughts about this big announcement? I'm ready. You're, you're ready. So you're, you're. I'm ready for some good stuff. Respectful stuff. Respectful stuff. Yes. Don't just exploit it. Don't just go. Okay, we got it. Now let's make you know, squeeze every mm, last drop out of it just for the fans. Just to uh, salivate. No, make something good. Uh-huh. Make something of remembrance. Make something that we were going to be talking about, like we've been talking about the, the the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And of course, I talk about the Hobbit quite a bit. The books are great, Russ. You got to read the books. You know, for some reason I thought I owned the books. I'm pretty sure I have the Lord of the Rings books. I can't find I, them either. Like I, I look. gave you my books. You did? Yes, I had a paper I had paperbound copies and I bought an extra like hardcover copy. And I'm like, "Here, have the paper ones. Read them." For some <sighs> reason, I thought that I had also gotten the hardcover versions of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm. Apparently not. I'm in this weird state where I can't find anything. <laughs> I'm in this weird state where I want statues. I've got all this junk <laughs> everywhere. and I don't know where anything is. And I don't want to get rid of anything. I have to hand it to Peter Jackson, though, just ah. because... He single-handedly brought the fantasy genre back into vogue when he made the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I there is so much there. It is such a love letter to those books, even though I, I have not read them, but I don't need to read them in order to be able to identify the fact, wow, there was a whole lot of, of hard work and effort and dedication. I mean, it was, it was his passion project for all those years. And to this day... I mean, I recently watched the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy again, mm. um, and uh, everything about it is so... I mean, to me, it's it's perfect. It's like you watch it and you're like, there is not a single thing I would change about this. This is true, right? And we're just so lucky to be just these these little fans, Steve. Mm. You know what I mean? These little fans. Fans. Get to enjoy all this kind of stuff. But yeah, no, I, I share your your enthusiasm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what it is that they are going to be making. It sounds like they're already looking at some standalone. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to be movies or games, probably more movies. Yeah. Are you concerned at all about that? About like, if they did like a, a standalone Gandalf movie or a standalone Aragorn movie, something like that, is that, does, does that make you excited or are you a little apprehensive about that? A little apprehensive. Um, I mean there's there the the lore is deep. And if you if you want to know anything about it, I mean and laugh uh, you can look at like a Stephen Colbert, yeah. like clip cuz he knows so much about he's read the books. I it's he really summarizes it very well, but there's a lot there. Uh and what I would not want to happen is they go, "Okay, wouldn't it be cool if?" And then that's like a committee decision. Like cool is a committee decision of, "Hey, let's have Gandalf, may, you know, do this, that, or the other, or have his arc be different than what the fan base knows where he came from or what he did and how many years he's lived or whatever. That, to me, would not be so cool they took too many creative liberties to change <clears throat> the lore. I agree. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, it is a head-scratcher when it comes to the Amazon thing uh, with the, the, the approach that they took because mm. you definitely want to be respectful to the, the source material. So All right, we'll I'll have yeah. to see. I mean, yes. maybe in the next two years or so, we might start to see some announcements at the very least. 2024. <clears throat> Indeed. That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. We appreciate you hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm where you can enjoy exclusive perks and early access to the show. Not to mention, it continues financially helping us do joygasm. Also make sure you click on that subscribe button as well as that notification bell. That way you're not going to be missing a single solitary episode of joygasm. Drops once a week. Every week. And If you're so inclined, you can find us on social media. We're on every one of those main platforms. Do a search for at JoygasmTV. And last but not least, you can do a search for JoygasmTV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We will be back, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed to hang out with all of you once more next week.